Kiwi Reid live there at Eden Park waiting for the first game of the World Cup. Now, returning to our earlier story about the shootings, the fatal shootings in Auckland CBD, joining us now in the studio is the Police Minister, Ginny Anderson. Kia ora, Minister. Kia ora. I think the first thing is some people will be looking at today's events and say, well, this country's going to hell in a handbasket and I do not feel safe. What would you say to them? Well, well, first of all, Lisa, I just really want to acknowledge the victims for today. There were two people who got up this morning and uh, went to go to work and they did not come home. So those people who have lost a loved one today, my, my thoughts are with them. Uh, and secondly, I just want to acknowledge the absolute bravery of our police service. They went into the face of danger today and I have no doubt at all that their quick action and bravery did save lives. What can you tell us? What have you been told about the shooter? Uh, we don't know um, everything at the moment. That's the purpose of having a full investigation. I've met today um, at the police station with the Commissioner of Police and the Prime Minister and had reassurances that uh, they are now undertaking that very thorough investigation. Uh, they're on the, at the scene of the crime right now and they will be there uh, until they've uh, collected all the evidence they need to do that investigation. In saying that, I know you won't have a full picture, but what do you know about the offences he has committed? Uh, we know that they in the past have had uh, family violence related and it has been, uh, that's, uh, that was a known factor. And other offending? Is there a long list of offending? Uh, I don't simply don't have that information. Today's just too early for us to um, have all of that information to, to hand. Uh, that will be done as a course of the investigation. What we do know, though, is this person was a violent offender. The court had sentenced him. He was wearing an electronic bracelet and he was on home detention. And people will find that very hard to reconcile. He was allowed out to go to work. I mean, what do you think of that? Uh, we know we do have people who have been convicted of family violence offences who are on that electronically monitored uh, device. Uh, but part of uh, this whole investigation, uh, there'll be a separate one by the Department of Corrections to make sure they go over everything and make sure there was no flags that were missed in that. I suppose the point is, Corrections has provided us with a statement. They say this person was being monitored, that he had passed drug tests, that he was allowed to go out to work, and he had reported to his probation officer just yesterday. And I suppose that may lead people to the conclusion that it's not possible to be across violent offenders all the time. So the best place for them is in jail, not on home detention. That's exactly what we'll be looking at as part of that investigation to make sure if there were uh, flags that were missed in order to strengthen our systems going forward. Uh, but I, I guess it is important to note that within 11 minutes of, uh, of a call being made that police were on the scene and that they uh, secured that site as quickly as possible. Uh, and um, and I, I I, just, I guess I want to acknowledge not just those police officers uh, who have won in hospital still, but their families and the wider police whānau today will really be feeling it today. So the officers that got there within 10 to 11 minutes, they were beat cops and then arrived the um, the armed defenders. AOS, right? yes, yep. that's correct. And special tactics group, that's correct. right? The armed, heavily armed officers. That's correct. So again... Is this incident going to lead to routine arming of police officers? 
Uh, we know that, uh, uh, that I mean, that's technically that that's a question, an operational question for the Commissioner of Police. Uh, there's been no question that in all of the um, information I've received today that there was ever an instance where police weren't able to act quickly enough as a result of not having access to firearms. The way that our police service operates is they're not armed, but they have quick access to firearms, and it seems that that was used in this situation. And you know officers will say quick access is not the same as having a firearm at your side at a critical point in an incident. So what do you think? Should they be routinely armed? Look, uh, my I think there, there's need. I'm not going to make a decision based on one instance. In Will terms you review of the whole. it as a consequence of well, this I think, minutes? Well, I think, Lisa, what we do need to look at is, is what action this government has taken to date in terms of firearms, in terms of those uh, those automatic weapons have now been taken out of circulation. Uh, we've set up a firearms registry that's now um, live and has got over 11,000 registrations. Uh, we've also introduced things like firearm prohibition orders. Yeah, but this guy still had a firearm. He had no licence and he had a pump action shotgun. I hear what you're saying. So where did he get it from and how did he get it? And that's exactly those questions that need to be answered as part of this investigation. We want to know, I want to know exactly why this this person was able to get their hands on. So what does that tell you about the effectiveness of the current laws and regulations? Well uh, our firearms registry went live at the end of June. Uh, That's a good rigorous system. We want to understand why uh, this person, how they were able to get their hands on a firearm. I will say that now we have a firearms registry that makes it a lot easier for um, Te Taripuriki, the new agency, to be able to know where illegal firearms are. Now we have a system in place. It will take some time to track all of those weapons, but now for the first time in New Zealand, we have a system in place to better get hold of where illegal weapons are going. Yeah, two people dead and a number seriously injured, including a police officer who put themselves on the line for members of the public, and yet this person still gets a firearm. That's got to be a fail of legislation. There's no doubt about it, Lisa. It's a tragic day for Auckland and it's a hugely tragic day for those families who have lost someone Uh, and that is exactly why we need to undertake a full investigation to understand exactly what happened here and whether there are any lessons we can learn to make sure this never happens again. Is the government's philosophy policy of fewer people in prison putting the public at risk? I do not think so. The reduction, How can you say that? Uh, the reduction in those numbers of people in prison, that the two major types of offences we've seen a reduction in prison numbers. Uh, the first is um, low-level possession of uh, cannabis and traffic offences. They are the two main types of people who were imprisoned previously, which are now not being imprisoned. So serious violent offenders are still imprisoned at the same rate as they have been. This guy's a violent offender, serious violent offender, and he could leave his home with his bracelet on. So how are you going to make people feel safer? Because they don't feel safe. And and how they feel matters, regardless of what the laws are and what the numbers say. We need to undertake that investigation to understand where we could have made changes that would have saved lives, but we also need to acknowledge the fact that our police officers were on site immediately. The action they took saved lives, and I am incredibly proud of the bravery that they demonstrated today. And nobody is taking away from the police and the first responders. But a lot of people will think this does not happen in our country. This doesn't happen here. It happens in other countries. It happens in America every second day. So what has happened? What's happened to us? 
I, I, there's no doubt about it, uh, Lisa, that it is unacceptable and it is shocking and tragic what we have seen today. We need to make sure that we investigate not only the police investigation, but those other government agencies also need to take a good look at where we could have made changes and when we make sure that we make our community safe as possible. Appreciate you coming into the studio for us today, Minister. Thank you for that. That is the Police Minister, Ginny Anderson, there. It is uh, 24 minutes away from 6. Kia mai. Do stay with us. You are listening to Checkpoint on 